Welcome back, friends. Our subject today is alcohol. Why not? This is what the scripture says. As the new wine is found in the cluster, do not destroy it, for a blessing's in it. Well, Vicki, there must be something about this that's really wonderful. And of course, the devil wouldn't want to leave that alone. Oh, you are so right. And such beautiful, succulent beverages were highly prized among the ancients, and they had the blessing of God. They spared no effort to keep the juice of the harvest from fermenting, including reducing the juice to a thick jelly-like substance that could travel long distance and be reconstituted with water. So it's very interesting that polyphenols and other compounds in grapes improve blood vessel and heart health. So often we hear in connection with drinking wine, we hear the term resveratrol, which is a polyphenol. The interesting thing about resveratrol is that alcohol in the beverage actually slows the action of the resveratrol. So grapes are high in fiber, they help control weight, they reduce the risk of heart disease, improve eye health, and guess what? Grape juice is good for the stomach. Well, I know I surely like it. In fact, there's a study that was published in a heart vessel journal, and it says this, Dark grape juice was much more effective than alcohol-containing wine in its ability to inhibit plaque, improve lipids, and raise antioxidant levels. So the power is in the grapes to lower heart disease risk. There's nothing magic in making the grapes into wine. These powerful antioxidants are known as polyphenols, and they slow or prevent many types of cancer, including esophageal, lung, mouth, pharynx, endometrial, pancreatic, and prostate and colon. When we hear those studies about how wonderful wine is for us, we're just really getting part of the truth, and it's not the full truth. Well, that's exactly right. We want the best. Fresh grapes and pure grape juice, as God made them, that's the way he has chosen for us to enjoy their benefits. What did Paul tell Timothy? Have a little... Wine. For your... Stomach. Oh, that's exactly right. So the life-giving healing compounds found in grapes repair cellular damage and add years of quality life without the risk of brain and organ damage, cancer, impairment, accidents, and addiction that are linked to alcohol. So these amazing and diverse compounds, they're found in thousands of varieties of plant foods, not just grapes. So the antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and fiber components and other plant elements work together to provide rich flavor, color, and texture that we really link to lower disease risk, better digestive health, improved mental function and mood, and more energy. I need more of that. How about you? Oh, I do too. (laughs) So we can have protection without problems. A diet rich in antioxidants and dietary fiber from fresh vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, nuts, and seeds actually are going to provide benefit without the risk and improve mood, memory, learning, and behavior. And aren't those the weapons we need to fight stress? Yeah, not only stress, but they're also powerful to the Christian life as you want full capacity to discern how the devil might be coming at you in this age. Absolutely. The Adventist Health Study has shown that a diet rich in antioxidants and dietary fiber from these compounds and beans plus regular exercise, not only improves physical health and lower stress, but improve mental function, cognition, problem solving, and lower blood levels of stress hormones. And oh, how we need that. 
Yeah, and you know, I think about the way God packaged it, the way he provided it, of these you may freely eat. It's wonderful to know that the beauty of what's in those things is for us to enjoy without any negative side effects. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Pastor Ron, millions of people don't drink, and life without alcohol is a great life. Yeah, and I want to say a hearty amen to that. <laughs> you may have heard things in this presentation that are new to you. You may be thinking about the health consequences linked to using alcoholic beverages. You may be learning for the first time that God's Word does not sanction social drinking of alcohol and, in fact, forbids it. So whatever your considerations are as you're thinking about this subject, one thing is sure, it's not necessary for a healthy, happy, or fulfilled life or a great social event. So what if you're addicted, though? I mean, what if this has really gotten a hold of you in a way you never intended? Well, I think in the few moments that we have left, let's look at a four-step plan just for beginning in this journey. So addiction has hijacked the brain of many people and changed it in many ways. It's going to take time, prayer, and perseverance to get back what sin has broken and taken away. But God is up to it. He has tools, technologies, and therapies that can set you free that include lifestyle, social support, good clinical help, and the power of God. So let's take a look at this. Just a few steps. Number one, admit you have a problem. This might be the hardest thing. Oh, sometimes it is for all of us. But a fixed and negative attitude says, my problems are someone else's fault and due to bad circumstances. If anyone and anything were different, I wouldn't have a problem. If I admit failure, it would be too devastating. But a learner attitude says, hey, I've had some tough experiences in life. Circumstances have been hard. I've made poor choices, but I will learn from my mistakes. I won't dwell on the faults of others or my own failures. I will learn and grow. What I've found in dealing with people is that the devil's really good at blinding us to our problems. And so that unwillingness to see that this isn't good for me or that I'm deeper into it than I ever imagined, getting past that first step might be the biggest challenge in a journey to freedom. Well, and believing that there's hope, believing that there's forgiveness. If you are within the hearing of this message and you're under conviction, that means there's hope. That means that God is there for you. It means he has power for you. Otherwise, it would just be torture. Yeah, he's talking. Absolutely. So number two, get help. Beating addictions requires every tool in the box. Often other conditions are present that need to be addressed. This is critical. So getting that counseling, going to that pastor, getting with your physician and healthcare providers, work closely with this team and get into some support. This is going to include the people that live with you in your social network so they're not inadvertently dragging you back where you want to get away from. That's a very, very important point that not only are there good treatment centers, counseling, lifestyle change, but you got to get in with a new crowd. You need God, you need his people, you need a new way of looking at life and a new lifestyle, a lifestyle without drugs and alcohol. So that becomes so urgent to interact with those who have found freedom. Yeah, and because they can encourage you when you're fighting the battle of trending back to where you're trying to get away from. Exactly. Some people will be jealous of your journey moving forward, and you cannot afford to be pulled back into that life. Number three would be fight smart. The addicted brain is fighting so hard, but we need to learn to fight smart. So there are five areas of battle. And you know, Pastor Ron, you know this as well as I do, that life is not a playground, it's a battleground, and we have to fight smart. And there are five areas. Number one, your environment, that's what surrounds you. Number two, your culture, that's what pressures you. Number three, your body, that's what changes you, your biology. 
Your brain is what drives you and the spirit is who leads you. We've got to fight smart in every one of those areas. This is a wonderful thing, though. In every one of those areas, God has given us practical insights about how to win, not be a loser. Absolutely. And you will be a vessel and a channel of mercy, strength, and power to those in the future who need and want help. Fighting smart includes lifestyle. It includes focusing on fresh food options and getting stimulants out of your life and focusing on foods that are strengthening. So over this journey, you're going to get rid of the bad habit glue substances that are just stimulants like caffeine and tobacco. You're going to reduce sugar and processed foods and fill up on fresh leafy greens, wholesome vegetables, fruit free from grease and added sugar. This wholesome, brain-healthy lifestyle, one step at a time, one choice at a time, one meal at a time, it's going to dial down inflammation and actually begin to improve the structure, function, and metabolism of not only your brain, but body systems. So your thinking and problem-solving apparatus is going to improve while you dial down stress. There's a real vitality in this plan that's just going to give more than anybody could have ever imagined. Exactly. Getting daily fresh air and exercise, drinking water, all of this is going to lower stress and speed healing, including getting regular hours for rest and sleep. I know this sounds like a list, but what it's going to become over time is a life. So we're not just talking about achieving a goal here, an outcome-based goal. We are talking about incorporating into your life a new way of living and thinking so that it becomes a part of you, like riding a bicycle. If you fall off, you know how to get back up. So we're not just talking about a list here. We're talking about a life that now you have new core values. How many of you out there listening would like some new core values? Vicki, I think some people don't know how good feeling good can feel. They're so used to living in a realm where they're running in the ordinary zones along with everybody else in society. But when they get these things out and they're living by the natural laws, their vitality, their sense of energy, clear thinking, it's amazing. So we're talking today, Pastor Ron, about the difference between outcome-based change versus identity-based change. If I want to read a book a month, and I hate reading, I could say, I'm going to read a book a month if it kills me. And guess what? It might. Yep. And I'll probably never do it again. But if I say, you know what? God has created a new identity within me, and I want to become a reader. I love learning. I love learning. I am going to learn to love reading, and my new identity is a reader. Then, instead of missing your goal every day because you haven't read enough paragraphs, every time that you add to that goal, you're adding to your new identity in Christ. So instead of having failure-based living, you're having growth-based living. It's key in overcoming any addiction. I know when we help people quit smoking, we remind them the joys that are coming, even if in the moment there's a lot of grief. (laughs) I love being free from nicotine or from cigarettes, and that new identity is what propels them on. Oh, that's exactly right. What a wonderful lesson it is to learn that I can feel wrong and do right. There you go. (laughs) He's exchanging our wishbone for backbone. Freedom at the end. But a real important piece of this is focusing on positive relationships and healthy choices at social events, connecting with true relationships. So false relationships lead to isolation and despair. So building healthy relationships are going to create opportunities for giving and receiving that provide real support and accountability. The worst thing in the world is to drown in the sea of me, me, myself, and I. 
why. So we want to get away from self-pity living and from people that feed on that and get into, hey, I am going to do this by the power of Christ. Yes, God says with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. We've all been there. You may feel that you've lost the power to choose what you know is right. You're not alone. But God is the healer. He heals from within, and only God can change the sin nature. Everyone needs this healing. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, there is no one righteous. No, not one. And so number four, no, you can't do this, but God can. And Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. That's right. I have asked and continue to ask God to create in me a new heart, a new attitude, and a new life. Praise the Lord. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Oh, you're quoting Psalm 147, verse 3. Free on the inside. Just imagine joy, recovery, healthy relationships. Imagine life with spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical stability, the tools to tackle problems instead of drowning in them and moving forward in better health each day. Would you like that life? What would that life look like for you? You know, friends, God has the power to give you a new sense of self-respect, the joy of liberty and freedom. Turn to him now. Give him a chance to give you the practical power to both choose and deliver freedom. With God's promise, power, and plan, millions have overcome addictions. They've embarked on a new journey, and God will do this for you too. God will guide you step by step, one day at a time. The desires you have for freedom, God will reinforce them with power. He'll give you strength through the Holy Spirit. Say yes right now. 